You're about to listen to another episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Join Paul Edwards and his guests as they discuss and sometimes even solve some interesting HR problems. And I'm going to go off the rails sometimes and talk about whatever I want. How are you doing today, Paul? Uh, Mariah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm sitting here looking at your uh, water thermos. I assume it's warm. It could be vodka for all I know. I'm hoping it's not vodka because we are in the middle half of the half. day. Half and <laughs> half. Yeah. Dude, it is it, two o'clock. Yeah, it is two o'clock. So <laughs> it, the uh, is it the uh, uh, ratio of vodka goes up as the day goes for. That's right. And I'm looking at your thermos, and you have an awesome sticker on it um, uh, that. Where Wednesday, the character is drinking male tears from a bottle. Yeah, well, yeah. Wednesday is so trendy right now, but I got that sticker years ago. I kind of love, I kind of I kind of like the character. I like the show. Yeah, I've always liked that character. Yeah, Adam's shout, family is fun. Yeah, a little shout out to my, uh, to my niece, who's, I think, 16, 17 years old now. Yeah, maybe, she, I think she may have just turned 17. Wow. She's... She's Wednesday. I was not um, delightful at that age. She's, I'll say that much. She's delightful and talented. And, Good for you. <laughs> and she kind of has that same kind of dark uh, darkness about her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's pretty awesome. So we're here today to talk about something HR related, I assume, are we? Well, I thought you might be interested in talking about this uh, Fox News. They're being sued. No. They are. Um, So, and I actually, this kind of connects to a recent New York regulation that was released. Okay. The Adult Survivors Act. Huh. Um, And so this was passed to suspend time constraints on claims involving sexual harassment and sexual offenses in the workplace. Gotcha. And it's kind of on the heels of that 2019 extension of the statute of limitations. Um, but it really is intended to, you know, encourage people to come forward. Okay, so let me break this uh, let, for everybody who's listening. Um, Mariah is te- uh, talk, talking about something technically that you all kind of understand. Um, is that when a, if, if, a, if a crime is committed, a clock generally starts ticking. And at some point, nobody can come after you f- for the crime. Right. And, and previously in New York, the statute of limitations was one year. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. For what kind of crime? Workplace sexual harassment. Okay, for workplace sexual harassment. You know, they passed the Lily Ledbetter Act because of the same kind of statute of limitations, whereby Lily had been... Um, she had been discriminated against in pay and in being advanced inside of the organization that she was in, which I think was Goodyear. Um, and she um, found out about it at her retirement. Someone in HR said, I don't know if you know it or not, Lily, but there are men who've been working here doing your exact same job for less than a year who are making twice as much money as you. Oh my goodness. And Lily w- was rightfully upset and found out, unfortunately, that she could not sue it went all the way to the Supreme Court because the statute of limitations had run out and the law was written that you had to file the complaint within I believe don't hold me to this seven years of the first occurrence of it not of your discovery that it happened but she would have had to have known (laughs) that she was being of the offense yes on the first day that it happened some 18 years ago and then the clock began to tick and then congress came back and rewrote the law and the rule and now we have the lily ledbetter act which protects people uh particularly women against discrimination in pay yeah and i think you know a lot of this comes on the heels of all of the media attention around the Me Too movement. But, mm-hmm. you know, we see many states echo in regulations like this when we see larger states like California and New York, right. you know, engaging in extending protections like this. Right. 
And there's more awareness right now, yep. you know, modernly about, you know, the fact that there's a lot of fear of retaliation and discrimination and shame surrounding these issues. And then right. it takes a time for victims to come forward and sometimes even reconcile with those offenses that happened. Right. Right. So, um, um, uh Fox has gotten themselves in trouble. I, I, and I think most of the news agencies have experienced something like this in the last five or six years. Right. Um, you would just yeah. notice that people in power are kind of abusing their power. Um, and this is another example. Yeah, that, and right? it totally, exactly, Paula, goes yeah. hand in hand with that discussion about yeah. positions of power and supervision, um, especially when you're dealing with, you know, something that's nationally visible like mm -hmm. that. Um but, you know, in this situation, the offender, there were actually previous reports, um, multiple women involved, mm -hmm. and he did wind up resigning. But even in light of that resignation, she is still suing the employer. Right. And, you know, when we talk about even regardless of that employee resigning in light of these allegations, mm -hmm. that employer still had an obligation to create and maintain a safe and healthy work environment. Right, right. And when they have knowledge of something going on, especially when there are documented reports, allegations of harassment, you know, we start to talk about vicarious liability and strict liability. Right. When you know about those things occurring and your liability increasing with future allegations or future incidents. Right. So, you know, how this can play out is if you go to your, if you're, if you're a member of CEDAR and you go to your employee handbook, you're going to find um, a, a few statements in there that are, that are pretty important and they can protect you, but they can't protect you from everything. And, and the statement is, is that if something's, and I'm going to generalize it, if something's going on, you have an obligation to tell us because we can't fix something that we can't, that we don't know about. Absolutely. So that's the first level of it. And the second level of it is, is that if you um, bring this to our attention, we will not retaliate against you for bringing it to our attention. Now, there's a lot in between those two things that we could rabbit hole down on and talk about. But just in general, that's the protection that we put in place with every single uh, business that we work with because the money is in the retaliation side of it. it, it, it the, on the front end of it, um, someone being sexually harassed at work probably could carry some kind of fine or something, but it's very limited. It's, it, but, but if you don't do anything about it or worse, you retaliate against someone because they brought it to you in good faith, then you can really um, find yourself behind the eight ball. Did, did Fox do any, did, did she, do you remember, did she quit? Is she saying she had to quit at some point because it was not tenable and she was not being treated well and she was being harassed and she, and she quit or did she report it and did Fox do something to her? The or article I read did mention that she stepped down from a position somewhere in this timeline. Right. Um, but you know, she did not bring up the allegations to her employer. And so even the silence during her employment mm -hmm. does not mean that she can't take action against her employer at this right. time. And you know, even with those, disclaimers mm -hmm. and that legal compliance mm -hmm. language within a handbook, it's still so important for employers to take every allegation seriously, conduct that in-depth investigation process to determine what's really going on and where their, like you said, where their liability and obligations moving forward really lie. So practice and pattern. 
Exactly. It's one thing for us to put the protection in place for you and put the proper statements in so that you can get behind them as a, a, a and hi, kind of, I don't want to say hide behind them, but use them um, in, the, in the manner they should be used, which is you didn't tell us that this was going on. But in this case, if you look at practice and pattern, I think what she's saying is you were told about this guy. I may not have told you about him, but other people I have discovered told you about him. And you didn't do anything on their behalf. And, um, you know, unbeknownst to me, it, you let him stay. I got subjected to it. And you don't get to blame me for something that you knew about. Yes. And now with the Adult Survivors Act, there's no limitation on her taking action against her employer. Right. And, you know, like I said, it's like that we'll see some of those statute of limitations amended in other states as well. Yeah, you know where this plays out in the real life amongst our members is, is and I've seen this play out, by the way. Um, and I remember a, uh, an instance, gosh, it's got to have been a decade ago. We had a, uh, a, um, an associate make a comment to an employee in a satellite office. So that's what happens is our, our, a lot of our businesses that we work with over at Cedar, they, they you know, open up other offices and you end up with other people in those offices, associates in those offices. And the associate made a, a comment to one of the uh, employees that, it, uh, that she would love to get her in, in the x-ray machine. Oh, my. Uh, and she was just talking about, you know, we, I think we all know what she was talking about. And um, that employee um, did the best thing they could do for the business, which is she reported it to her manager. Her manager reported it to the owner. Uh, they put a call in, and we had the associate suspended mm-hmm. by the end of the workday around it, suspended with pay while pending our investigation. You Perfectly might, you permissible know, you, you for know. egregious yeah, misconduct, and, and absolutely. Then, and, and the thing is, is that the employee quit. And told the person, said, I, I've been, it's been going on. I told my husband, he doesn't want me to work any, here anymore. Now that I don't have a job, I'm telling you why I'm quitting. And so all kinds of steps were taken to mitigate that because mm-hmm. she had a lawsuit. And, you know, a lot, the lawsuit was mitigated in a lot of ways because immediate action was taken mm-hmm. and investigation was placed. Um, I can tell you in this instance, it's always that clean. The associate quit within three days. They resigned because they could see the writing on the wall. And the practice did everything they could to make it clear to that employee that she had a job. I love that example and how fortunate for that practice yeah. for that employee to just resign. It's not always going to look like that. You no. know, when you engage and you apply some pressure, most often people are going to push back. Yeah. So, you know, and we talk about this investigation process as adding layers of protection to the practice moving forward. So even if that first step and applying some pressure and telling employees that you're going to be following up and conducting that investigation yep. process, even if that doesn't result in an immediate resignation, yeah, which yeah. is ideal, right. <laughs> admittedly, you know, it still results in added layers of protection and documentation for the practice. So I love that you brought this to us. This is in the news right now. It happens at every level out there. I mean, no matter how big or small you are. So we, you know, Fox is this big company and it's easy to focus on them, but we see these kinds of calls and instances come in um, through the solution center all the time. We certainly do. So just remember, it's good to have the right policies in place. If you're someone out there who doesn't know what I'm talking about, that's, that's another story, but your practice and pattern makes a difference and take things seriously. And sometimes you investigate and find out there isn't anything there. You still need that. You still need that record to show that you did your best and you got everything that you could get and 
in the end, you found that there wasn't a problem. Demonstrate a good faith effort yeah. too. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Demonstrating good faith effort. I like that. That's what this is about. Yes. Right? 100%. All right. Thanks well, for thanks, that. Paul. Yes. That was great. I was excited to go over that with you. Cool. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of What the Hell Just Happened? Do Paul a favor and share this with your network. If you have an HR issue or a question you'd like us to discuss on the show, send it to podcast at wthjusthappened.com. For more HR advice and insights from Paul and his team of experts, you can also join the private Facebook group, HR Basecamp, or visit hrbasecamp.com. Make sure you tune in next week, and remember, better workplaces make better lives.